Hello. Mr. Grant Barsden, how are you? I'm okay, thank you. Thank you for calling. You're welcome. You're welcome. You? Where where are you? Where are you at the moment? I'm in the UK. I'm in a little town called Seaford. Okay, good. And um are you at home? You're at home now, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm home now. And how how is isolation for you? It's uh it's getting a little bit boring. But uh needs must. It's all right. Needs must. Needs must. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. welcome. Welcome to the first ever podcast on the Stan Solo channel or the Stan Solo show. So welcome. You are the first guest. Do you feel privileged? I feel very privileged. That's I awesome. feel like, yeah, <laughs> very privileged. <laughs> well, welcome. You are, you, you know, in a few months time or a few years time when I've got, um, um, I was going to say Hugh Hefner on the show. But he's dead, isn't he? So I'm not going to have him. Um, somebody else. Yeah, you can be like, well, I was the first. Or um, it could all go downhill after this and, um, you know, nothing happens. So, well, welcome to the show, <laughs> Mr. Grant Barsdo. Firstly, uh, I'd like to ask you a few questions, if I may, about uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, the big corona. Uh, <laughs> first <laughs> off, can you tell me what is your title or your role in the NHS? So uh, my title is uh, a paramedic practitioner. I work in a, a GP surgery, uh, doing visits and clinics, uh, and I'm currently doing a advanced clinical practice masters. And awesome. That's my role. <laughs> how long have you been working in the NHS for? Uh, in some capacity. About about ten years now. Ten years. Okay. Yeah. And you started as a paramedic. Is that right? I started as a paramedic here. I worked uh, in uh, Portsmouth, different ambulance uh, uh, service. And then I worked as a paramedic in different stations, worked my way up to paramedic practitioner, did an extra degree. And I've been in general practice about two and a half, three years now. Okay. And so with the COVID corona, we'll get onto that, what we should call it in a minute. Um, with that happening at the moment, so how, how often are you dealing with this on a daily kind of basis uh daily basis every, every day whether it's uh doing phone calls to patients or whether it's uh advanced care planning calling speaking to the patients if they were to uh contract the coronavirus or if uh they want to go to hospital what their views are uh i still undertake a few home visits here and there uh, i see mostly patients in nursing and residential homes um and we make a decision whether we're going to send them to hospital or whether we're going to try and treat them at home. Is that, what did you say, planning something? Planning? Advanced care planning. Advanced so care planning. What advanced care planning. So if they were to become unwell, whether it's coronavirus or something else, whether they'd still want to go to hospital, whether they'd want to be made comfortable at home. Oh, so that's like end of life care. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so we're going to get on to, um, firstly, I, I need to know basically what um, I should call it, because you see on TV, on the news and everything, that people are calling it coronavirus or corona or COVID-19. What is the, what should I be calling it? What you can call it whatever you like, but what it what's is. The official, what's the official it's, name for it? So the, the, the virus is called uh, SARS-CoV-2. Um, so that's the first not calling you that so it's um 
severe acute respiratory syndrome and that's uh, so covid is the coronavirus and then two because it's a novel one and that causes uh covid 19 that causes the disease of covid 19 so the coronavirus 19 because it was found in 2019 okay so the 19 just means 2019 yeah that's all it means okay. so um it's the the virus causes covid 19 SARS-CoV-2 causes coronavirus-19. SARS... So you, you catch the coronavirus. SARS, so you probably heard about it years ago as well. Yeah. SARS, that was caused, yeah. So that's a severe acute respiratory syndrome. So it's just a respiratory... Effect, a virus that affects your respiratory system, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that mainly, mainly affects the respiratory system. Uh, okay. It can obviously so breathing. affect other areas. Breathing is the uh, the main issue is trying to being able to breathe okay and is that different from mers what was mers mers is the uh middle eastern respiratory uh syndrome so that's mers um okay. yeah i don't know too much about it but it's similar to that similar. this is okay. this is it's uh spread more easily corona is corona spread more easily yeah okay. yeah all right. Okay. So, what is what exactly is coronavirus then? What 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 is what is it? What is it? So, a virus uh, is mm. different to a bacteria. Yes. Uh, a virus basically will can't survive without a host cell, so it attacks your cells, and it will be contracted through your body. It can be so it's it's done through droplets. It's not airborne as such. Um, so, coughs, sneezes, things like that goes into your body and what the little virus does this the coronavirus this tiny little spiky uh, virus and it will go down and it will go into uh, your cells uh, specifically I think it's the ace so uh, one of the, the protein binds into the cells um, and it affects the cells and then it spreads around the body um, okay. yeah destroying the cells a, essentially a droplet? A droplet, yeah. So it's spread through droplets of uh, bodily fluid, basically. Oh, so it's okay. not airborne. It's in the droplets in the in the air. So it coughs, sneezes, things like that. Anyway. Can it survive away from the droplet? Like if you sneeze on um, a tissue and that tissue, how, how long could it live on that tissue? Uh, there's some varying evidence at the moment. Some people say 24 hours. Some people will say a couple of days. I... I it, it depends, really. I'm not. But it can it sure. can survive on on that tissue for a while. It can long for enough, a while, long enough to give it to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to pick it up and what so you if know, you sneeze on tissue, you need to flush that. Yes, yes. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> or put it in the bin or something, right? Okay. And so, has there been anything similar recently to uh, Corona or COVID nineteen that so, we remember in our lifetime? So, or in the let's say in the last hundred years. Has there been anything the that's been so Well, there was similar. obviously the plague, the bubonic plague. Uh, okay. there was, is that similar to this? It's, it's still a plague. It's still a virus that was going around. I don't know too much about it, but yeah, it's still... Um, there was a lot of boils uh, and things under the arm. There was a lot like of boils, yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. but any 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 kind of virus uh, can cause like a pandemic or epidemic. I mean, uh, like you were talking about MERS or, mm. or SARS or the Spanish flu things like that i mean even even measles you know that okay. that's starting to spread come back now 
Um, it started to come or, back. Or, yeah, or months. Yeah. And um, why? Why does it start to come back? What measles? You mean like measles that we have measles. for at school? Yes. Like that yes. Kind of well, standard yeah. measles. Why is it coming it, back? Uh, because of the anti-vaccine groups. Um, okay. uh, and so you're having, uh, yeah, cluster people not having the. The, the jabs and people that can't have them because of lowered immune systems or they're not old enough and things like that. So the, the measles are starting to come back. There's little clusters in America and I think there's been a few. I saw, I did see on the news Europe. Um, yesterday something about measles is there's a resurgence of measles. But it, mm. because I've had my jab at school, um, I'm probably not going to get it. Is that all right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it it so. doesn't mean that COVID is making it come back. That's what I mean. Oh, no, it's nothing to do with COVID. Okay, no. it's just coming back as a disease on the whole. Yes, yeah. Okay, all right. Um, and how is it transmitted? How, how is is the uh, the corona transmitted? Yeah, so like I was saying, it's 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 droplets, so water droplets from the body, bodily fluids, coughs and sneezes and things like that. Um, so if you're around someone and they're breathing and coughing on you, um, like you can you can pick it up from services, things like that. It's transmitted. It goes in through your lungs. And you breathe in. It's, it's a bit the, the the receptors in the body that pick up the coronavirus uh, are a bit lower down in the in the body, so they're they're going to affect your lungs um, worse than say a common cold. Okay. So the reason I I asked that question is because the the social distancing we've been asked to do. Mm. I was under the impression it's because you you just. If you're just apart, a, just six, just six the meters, uh, two two meters. Sorry, is that right? Yeah, two yeah. meters, six feet. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not about touching other people. It's more to do with if them coughing and breathing on you. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it's a respiratory disease, like we were saying, and it spreads okay. through 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 droplets. So if somebody uh, touches you on the shoulder, and then you touch your shoulder and put touch your face, can you get it? That uh, way? If they is say that... they've been wiping their mouth or their nose or something like that, okay. But yeah, it can still be. So it is possible. Spread. It's possible. It's possible. Okay. okay. All right. Good. Um, let's have a look at um, some of the symptoms. So mm. I think I've seen on the news mostly we know the symptoms are a dry cough. And uh, what, from mm -hmm. what I understand, it's like a dry cough uh, and a, a fever, like a temperature. Yeah. Um, they're, are they're, there any the other? Two. They're the main two, right? So are there they're any the other symptoms two. that. Um, so common cold or something like that you get like a runny nose is that uh, is that a symptom or yeah uh, i mean you're gonna you're still gonna get similar symptoms to when you get a common cold runny nose um just feeling generally unwell aches and pains so a virus is in is in your is in your body and it's it'll cause you to feel we call it malaise or just just feeling really fatigued and tired um they're saying now you've also you're getting anosmia which is where you can't smell or taste anything. So you can okay. not be able to smell, not be able to taste, uh, just really fatigued. Um, yeah, uh, coughs, colds. And it can, so when it can... a virus causes you aches and pains, like a lot of people I've um, seen on the TV were complaining about pakes like, uh, pakes, aches like backache, neck ache, things like that. How does mm. a virus cause backache? Because is that not muscular? Or is it, it... Yeah, well, yeah, you can obviously get muscular backache from, you know, 
pulling a muscle, tearing muscle, or, or, or something like that. But then uh, it's generally just the, just the immune system fighting off, and the, and it, it just causes you to have aches, pains, malaise, just feeling really under the weather. Is that inflammation um, of the muscles or something, or is it? Yeah, I think I, I don't know the exact physiology of it, unfortunately. Um, but it's just it's one of the the, the effects of a, of a virus will cause you to feel tired, and I think it's probably the immune system just trying to fight it off. And fatigue, right? It makes you just so mm, tired. Fatigue. Mm. Mm-hmm. It can and, also, um, you know. Yes, yeah, sorry, yeah. Continue. I was going to say, yeah, it can cause vomiting. And there is, has been some gastric symptoms as well, like diarrhea and things. Oh, okay. So it does, it does cause vomiting and diarrhea. Okay, I didn't know. It, it can do. It can, it can uh, in some cases. It can, it can, yeah. Mm. Um, and who are the most vulnerable currently, do you think? Um, I remember, excuse me, when. Um, it first came out they were like oh don't worry you know if you're not if you're not sort of over 60 over 70 you're not going to get it or you're going to get a little um you're going to get mild symptoms but there does seem to be quite a lot of younger people dying and whether or not they've got underlying health issues i don't know because obviously i'm guessing a lot of these people on tv as well they're not allowed to release their underlying health issues a lot of the time maybe because it's a medical when they say that somebody's in their thirties or in their twenties and they died, are they, they're probably not allowed to divulge their medical history. I'm guessing sometimes. Um, but then the family can come out and say they didn't have any underlying, um, health issues. So, um, what is the, who are the most vulnerable people? So I'd say like you were saying, people with underlying medical conditions, I think, definitely older people uh you know people 70s 80s with with things like uh copd like uh respiratory conditions uh, emphysema and chronic bronchitis asthma because it's going to be affecting your lungs um that i think they're probably the most vulnerable uh patients um and and anyone that's had any kind of heart condition or anything like that it's going to start affecting affecting them as well it's difficult okay. to say why it's affecting younger people. Maybe, like you're saying, they have underlying medical issues that we we aren't aware of. Yeah, I, but, I thought that when I when I see them on the TV and they say a 30 year old's died and a 20 year old's died, or there was a kid of 13, and with with medical issues, I from what I understand, I don't know, but from what I understand, like you can't just let people know people's medical history, so they might not have had a stroke or they might not have had a heart attack or, or cancer or something like that, but they may mm-hmm. have some things that have been wrong with them. And unless the family tell us or want to tell us, cause it's not really our business. Um, no, we don't really know. I mean, I guess that, I guess the medical profession will know so that they can, um, judge who's going to get it or everything. But, yeah, I think obviously, like you're saying, there's a problem with confidentiality and consent. If you know we're we're yeah. we're told about them, um, and they could have underlying conditions that they weren't aware of as well. Um, they could have had asthma and they didn't they didn't know about it. They could have some kind of autoimmune condition where they've got lower you know white blood cells, so they're unable to fight off viruses and and things like that. But we just they're not aware of them yet it might be just something undiagnosed as well um mm. or 
different conditions, different viruses affect different people in different ways. You know, there's no way of knowing how it's going to. And it doesn't uh, seem someone. to be at the moment. It doesn't seem to be affecting like infants or younger. You'd think that a virus, because an infant hasn't built up immunity yet, um, but we don't see a lot of really young children being that affected. Is that something that's true, or is that? Um... It's something that I've definitely heard. I don't. I don't know why. Um, at the moment, it's definitely something that I've heard. Uh, that children aren't getting affected and if they are they've got just very mild symptoms in general yeah. just they'd cough cold maybe a bit of a temperature a bit sniffly mm. under the weather but uh, i think they're responding very well to it and yeah they all seem okay. to be recovering all right good so um i'm, I'm trying to like uh, get my head around some of the terminology and um, because the government comes on the TV or the, the, the people that in charge, like Boris Johnson before he got sick or, uh, Dominic Rabble, these people, and they're using like a lot of words that people, most people don't know these, what they actually really mean. So the first one that they came out with was, um, herd immunity. And they mm. were saying, oh, herd immunity, herd immunity. And everyone was like, oh yeah, herd immunity. But I don't think many people really knew what it meant. And from my understanding, that's when so many people get the disease that it then most people are immune to it so then it it can't keep spreading because people are immune so then it dies is that yeah yeah it, is that in, in any way, way right? yeah, that, yeah in a way that's right so herd immunity is when someone uh is uh, protected from a virus whether it be you know measles mumps rubella whatever they, if you've had the vaccination or you've you've had um you've had the disease and, and got the correct antibodies in in your body to fight it off yeah um so it herd immunity is yes when the herd is all immune to whatever disease it is so the, the more people that are vaccinated or the more people that have had the disease uh, mm. won't be carriers as such they'll they, they won't be spreading it around so it's not uh, and then and then in time the, i guess if a certain, if a large enough percentage of people are immune, mm. then they, we it can't be spread as quickly. So it will just it will eventually die off. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the idea with it. And the, the herd the immunity is also good for people that can't get uh, inoculations for any reason, whether it's you know low immune system because they're on chemo or they're too young or they're allergic to vaccines or or whatever, the herd immunity will keep these people safe as well. Um, yeah. Mm. And so originally they thought that herd immunity was the best way forward. Uh, it turned out that they didn't choose that option for whatever reason. Uh, they decided that lockdown was um, the way they were going to go. Is that... Uh, what would you feel about herd immunity versus lockdown and what they've done? Do you think they've... Well, I think eventually we're, we're going to try and go for herd immunity. If the, if the vaccine is developed, then you'll hopefully be immune to it. Um, uh, and I think it's difficult now because uh, I think there have been a few cases where people have got coronavirus a couple of times. They've recovered and then they've been tested positive again from it. Well, they have had it more than once. Uh, yeah, there's, uh, there's only been a couple of, um, couple of cases that I've heard. 
so um, just because you've had it doesn't mean you won't get it again. I think it depends on the body's response to it. I think if they can develop the correct antibodies uh, to fight it off. Okay. So I think initially as well, the lockdown is kind of also just so the hospitals uh, can manage um, with the amount of cases that are coming in and out, because uh, like we were saying, obviously they'll, they'll if they get uh, if it gets to the stage where they need to be on a ventilator, there's a, they have to be on a ventilator for a long time. Um, yeah. So it's kind of managing the amount of people that go into the hospital. So it's 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 not a kind of um, herd immunity versus lockdown. It's kind of just trying to get manage the amount of cases that there are, and hopefully I'd, I'd imagine as well, like be, uh, be like. If you obviously you, you have been a paramedic in the past, like the paramedics' job at the moment must be there must be a lot less like road traffic accidents and things like that because people just aren't around, right? So there must be. Um, have you seen? Is there been a decline in other um, illnesses or other? Uh, I can't really say from from being on 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 the road. I don't I don't know. I think they're when I speak to a few of them that I know, they're still going to lots of whatever they normally go to. But from working in general practice, people aren't coming and seeing us as often, and they're just managing their own symptoms and not having to see us for every little thing that's wrong with them. And okay. I think they've realised that they can actually manage on their own. Yeah. Um, but so I'd imagine, like, yeah. if you go to the big cities and things like. Um, paramedics have notoriously been busy dealing with things like drunkenness and fights mm. <laughs> uh, Friday, Saturday nights and stuff like that, right? That must have a lot of that must have disappeared, so that's good <laughs> in a way, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, that's definitely. But then you, you probably do get a lot more things, maybe you get a lot more things like, um, uh, they did say that domestic violence and stuff like that would be increasing because of the fact that people are just locked down. But I guess that's the police more than the paramedics. Um, uh, you get, yeah, we, as a paramedic, you go to go to domestic violence sometimes. Um, yeah. Anyway, you go to a bit of everything. But yeah, yeah. there must be a lot involved. less, a lot less sort of drunk and disorderly <laughs> that they have to go to, which is probably quite nice for them. Um, they don't have to deal yeah. with like just people being drunk and off after a Friday and Saturday night and demanding attention and stuff like that, um, mm. which must be quite nice. Okay. So we're going to have a quick chat about face masks because, um, out here where I live in Thailand, it is now mandatory for people to wear face masks outside at all times. I went to Tesco mm. to get my shopping today and outside the Tesco's before you go in, before they let you in the door, you have to go through a hand washing process and you have to have a mask on. Uh, and then you have to put the alcohol gel on your hands and then they take your temperature. And if that's all okay, and as long as you're wearing a mask, you're allowed into the shop. Um, so, mm. uh, which is, it, it takes a bit of time, but it's, you know, it's worth it, right? Whatever. Um, so face masks, are they helpful or are they not helpful? I'd imagine they probably are just on the off chance that you sneeze or cough because you are covered. Um, mm -hmm. I can't see how it would be a negative thing, but are they as good as they're sort of made out to be? Or is that just um, so, does it depend on the type of face mask? It, there is, there is. It, so the virus, it depends on the type of face mask. But I mean, this virus, that you, the virus, this, this mask that you're wearing and everyone's got to wear, 
Yeah. Are they? Is that the same mask that's been worn every time? Is it the one you take out every time you go out? You know, is it is that for your me, one mask? For me, I've got a. Um, it's sort of made of like a cotton material, and it but it is washable, mm. so I can wash it. Um, I mm. haven't done. I haven't done. <laughs> I keep my car because I don't go out because at the moment, like I don't. I just don't go out. I go to Tesco, mm. um, and I. I. I'm presuming it's more of a. Uh, stop stop spreading than than getting it so if i had it the mask would stop me coughing on other people rather than like it rather than it being filtered when i'm breathing in yeah because um, you need very true. to do that it's more like i'm not spreading it myself um so if i cough yeah. in the shop or if i sneeze in the shop it goes into the mask yeah rather than it's very true the other way around where if, if i'm not breathing things in I think the problem with, with masks and things, people wearing PPE and, and things like that is not knowing how to use them properly and dispose of them. When I wear a mask, I wear it for about 20 minutes, then it goes straight in the bin. Um, and the masks that we've got are surgical masks, uh, and they're not great at stopping coronavirus anyway. They'll still let the pores in. Um, and I, I think cotton masks aren't really going to do too much to help, but it might help, like you said, stopping the spread of that, some but yeah i mean in my if opinion you're taking it off and touching it and then it's it's all kind of well my mask I, stays I in don't the, car. See the point yeah 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 stays in the car and when i go to the shop i put it on before i get out of the car and then i go to the shop and then i come back in the car and then i put take it off in the car because when i'm in the car i go i'm going home right? i'm not seeing anybody so yeah, yeah. uh and it's quite a thick cotton thing like it is it's, it's a washable it's not a disposable mask, it's a washable mask you can use over and over again, whatever. But from from what I understood beforehand, like it's more about stopping me spreading something if I had it. Um, mm. Rather than... Because living in Asia, like they're used all the time. Like all the way through the year. If you ever see somebody yeah. on the tube or on the bus or something here, or walking around, even in the shops, you see masks all the time because if people have a cold here they put a mask on so that they don't give their cold to somebody else that's how that's the culture is a bit different um but i i, I always thought that it was rather mm, to help not spread it rather than actually filtering out coronavirus because i was thinking like it can go in your eyes or it can go in your whatever mm -hmm. so mm. yeah true it can i just i i don't i I don't know. I think wearing a mask it won't be as helpful. And I think, like I said, I think the problem is, is is that people are wearing masks over and over again and touching it and touching the mask. And whether whether you've cleaned your hands and then you've moved it and touched it, you've still got this 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 mask that you've been using over and over again. I wouldn't wear a mask again. Um, oh, and if you touch the other side, yeah, yeah. Um, and like it it depends. And the the only mask that are effective. As far as I understand, there's the, I think, I can't remember what it stands for, FFP3 or something. It gets a good seal around mm. your your face. So I, I wouldn't have a very good one because I'm I've got a beard. You've got a beard. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've got a beard. And where do you uh, get those from? Are, are they government issue? Are they, are they the NHS masks? Or? Yeah, they have to be fitted properly. Uh, oh, right, so they're proper, we, we, like... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I don't... Um, we don't have them in. It, 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 we don't have them in our surgery. Okay. Um, I think they're quite hard. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know really about masks. I don't think they're that much of a benefit. Uh, they can be if worn correctly and, and used correctly. Okay. Um, but I'm not an epidemiologist, or so. Yeah. All right. Difficult. Well, fair enough. Um, let's move on to a little bit of mental health. Um, mm. Being in isolation, for me, I am a person that enjoys a lot of my own company. So I'm very, very happy uh, being on my own or being by myself. I don't in everyday life when we're allowed out and stuff, right? I, I, I don't find it that difficult if I'm alone for a long period of time. Um, but even this for me, I've found myself having like a little bit of cabin fever almost like when you, just, <laughs> you know, you can't go anywhere. Um, so even for me, somebody who doesn't mind spending a lot of time on their own, um, I have been getting like a little bit tetchy and, um, finding myself becoming a little bit more easily annoyed or something like that. Um, which in the grand scheme mm. of things isn't a problem because, you know, it's going to be over soon, whatever, and we can go back to normality. But for people that have mm, mental health issues, um, I'm guessing that self-isolation, especially if they're living alone, is is probably not a great thing. Um, so have you experienced anything like that? And what can you do if what can we do to prevent that becoming an issue in, in our in our lives mm, yeah difficult one um i i still have some patients that i call uh, every so often um and we've had probably more people ringing up about their mental health because they haven't been able to go and see their counselors or go and see uh, their mental health teams that they've been normally normally seeing um like you said, being isolated, not being able to see people, uh, it can have an effect on your mental health. Um, or, uh, and unfortunately, there's not too much we can do on our side, apart from that there is a lot of uh, websites, you know, that, that, that are trying to specialise in, in, you know, coronavirus, you know, isolation as well, um, okay. that we, we signpost people to. Um, well, you can give I've me those told links they're quite helpful. and I'll... I'll put them in yeah. the description to the video. Uh, if you're watching yeah. on YouTube, I'll, I'll put them in the link um, for the podcast. I'm not sure how I'm going to attach that, but um, <laughs> for the YouTube video, I will put them. I'll get their links on the. Uh, I'll put them in the link to the video underneath. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's all we can really do, and 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 just trying to reach out to your friends and family. You know, if you can, you, FaceTiming or, or online chatting, trying to just go about your normal day-to-day -day business you know but the thing is some people are going to come out with extra skills and you know being able to do this and that or or they've trained a lot and but on the other side if you just don't want to and you want to take this time to you know relax uh, and unwind that's absolutely fine as well you don't have to be productive if you don't want to be mm. have you learned any new skills in isolation Grant? no i don't think i have no, no nothing new nothing new podcast there you go it's my, it's my first ever podcast chat it's your so. first ever okay yeah yeah and it's my first ever one i've been on a few but i haven't done one myself so i am i'm this is something i'm learning how to do um so i have been on a few as a guest but i haven't um hopefully this goes well so yeah okay all right um yeah so i will get those links after i'm not gonna put it on the spot and ask you uh, to give me those websites now, but I definitely have a look at those. Are they government run or are they privately 
Um, uh, a bit of both, them? really. Bit of both. Okay. Bit of both. Well, I'll put those uh, in the run. Mm. Um, yeah. Moving on to the vaccination, because that's been in the news quite recently. Um, I heard today, what did I hear today? Something about, uh, I know it's, the news I hear is not kind of, it's just the news that most people hear, right? So you hear different things all the time. Mm. Um, but I heard that they're going to ask over 60s or over 70s to sort of try and stay in until the vaccination is is, is, is close. So it could be a year. Um, do you think a vaccine will eventually be developed for this? I know they're working on it. I couldn't tell, uh, tell you how close they are. I think it will probably be at least a year. Uh, at least yeah. hopefully sooner yeah i uh, personally the, the the thing is with with vaccines they have they take a long time because they need to be proven to be safe and effective um you can you can work in a lab and you can you know you can say right i've destroyed this the, this virus with this but it's a lot different working in a lab than it is doing it on, on on humans and you've got to as well as all the lab work and then different trials and safety and efficacy and the different stages and getting through any medication takes a long long time some medications take up to four or five years to be to be you know mm. safe and effective enough to be allowed to be used so it's a difficult process getting it through but we make we want to make sure it's safe before we're giving it to anyone really um i don't know yeah. it's frustrating but it's just something that needs to be done did they so the last the the, the big diseases that i remember <laughs> big like I, I remember the big disease, yeah. but, um, the epidemics or the pandemics, whatever. I remember whether they were epidemics or pandemics. I'm not sure, but uh, things like Ebola, SARS, MERS. Mm. Um, did they end up vaccinating for those or or did they not? Do you know if there's a vaccine? I don't think Ebola has got a vaccine, has it? You, don't, you know, I don't know, actually. I didn't really have much to do with them. So unfortunately, I... I don't know. Okay. Um, All right. Well, I'll, I'll have a look at that. I think that's probably something I can look at on my own. Because um, I'm not sure. I don't think I've, because I definitely haven't had the only um, vaccines I've had recently myself um, were a tetanus in, uh, shot, mm. you know, in case I'll step on a rusty nail or something. Yeah, um, I don't want to do that. And also flu, I think. Mm. Like a, just a common flu. Um, yes, but I don't think I've had any any vaccines um, other than that. So I didn't even know if they were something that the government was giving. Are the government now giving vaccines to anybody that you know of? If you if you rang up and said I, I'd like a vaccination, please, uh, what would they give you? Uh, what would uh, they give you? Yeah, so you ha you have to be. It, it depends, really. So you're in a high risk. childhood. Yeah, you've got the childhood vaccination schedules. Um, you've got, so for example, flu, uh, the flu vaccine, uh, it's generally over 65s and they have a different type. And then you give it to people that are in high risk categories, things like asthma and, uh, unimmune for the people, um, under, I think some, yeah, under 65 is another one, but you've got to be in a high risk category to have it. And then you, the children have it as well up to a certain age. And I think it yeah, might be. Yeah. Children, children, I understand yeah. they have that, like, yeah. um, yeah, my dog was on, on a schedule. You sort of I'm, I'm there every every other month, mm. uh, almost. Yeah, because <laughs> obviously you can't. You have to have, do it slowly because their body is not uh, as equipped. Yeah, that's it. Um, Definitely. And then if you're travelling, 
the way we do it, we or, or one of our practice nurses, they ring up and then we've just got a, a set um, vaccines that are given for each country depending on where they're going. Okay. Um, uh, another question just on vaccines it, quickly. So I always, um, I know in England, having grown up in England, um, everybody has the BCG at school. And mm. it gives you the scar. It's the one that gives you the scar on your arm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think I know what a BCG is. Could you let me know the what BCG. it is? BCG. Do you remember? Um, yeah, BCG is the one that, that gives you the scar on the arm, right? I mean, yeah, no, yeah. I think I've probably still got the scar, probably. I've, I've still got my scar, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know what was in the BCG. You don't Actually, know? I'm not sure. No. BCG. No. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I should know, really, shouldn't I? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine it's one of those things where it's like um, it's given to. It's one of those things where you, it's schools, isn't it? I mean, it's, I remember having mm. BCG. Let BCG. Me have a look at Tuberculosis, BCG. probably. What BCG? What is it? That's the question. Um, oh goodness me! Goodness, goodness me! Um, Oh, there you go. Bacillus calmate gurin vaccine. Oh, okay. It is, tu it is yeah. tuberculosis. You're right. It is tuberculosis. Yes. Tuberculosis. Um, mm. It just gives you a nasty scar for some reason. Mm. I always remember being at school and everyone being scared of the BCG. But it's literally injection, isn't it? It's like <laughs> yeah. I remember being yeah. I remember queuing up for it. And you have to have a pre BCG, don't you? You have that weird like ten needle ring yeah. that they put on your wrist. Uh, yeah, check for allergies, isn't it, or sensitivities? I think. Is it? I think. I remember that's that what there was, was like a, I remember they came round and there was like a pre BCG, and it was like a ring thing, and everyone was like, because if something happens, like you don't need a BCG, right? Or mm. if something doesn't happen or something, right? So everyone was like, oh, I hope it's me. I hope, it, I hope I'm the one. And like nobody, <laughs> you know, everybody has to have it. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's have a look at the next question that I've got down here. So, um, oh, this one's a bit, oh, I don't know if you can answer it really, but it's uh, how long before we can go out again? <laughs> how long before we can go out again? Um, and no, what I, will I, the likely scenario be? So that obviously I'm guessing they're not going to just open the doors wide and go, right, everybody out. See you later. Mm. Pubs are open. Go out, have a party, because people will go mental. People yeah, will no. just go nuts. It'll be a steady increment. Oh, they've, got, they've got, you know, they're talking about flattening the curve, aren't they? But the thing is, even if the curve starts to flatten um, and everyone goes, right, you can go out, that's kind of like just saying, oh, well, the, the parachute's working, we'll just cut the strings. Um it does still need to be a slow process and it will be, I'm guessing it'll, they'll let children go back to schools probably first because that's quite important. Um, and then it will just be a slow increase, I think, of letting people go out, maybe opening smaller businesses, uh, mm. shops and things. And I'm guessing probably pubs will be the last thing to <laughs> yeah. unfortunately be uh, opened again. Unfortunately, yeah. I mean, school, schools is a funny one because they don't, children don't seem to be affected as much as other people but they can still carry it i believe so like yes yeah, yeah if, you, if, if you if you let your children go to school it's probably not a good idea to 
to let your grandma pick them up. Yeah, um, that's, that's, I think it's about being sensible, isn't it? Really, it's about being sensible. Like yeah, yeah. Any kind of time frame yeah. you can give me? <laughs> I'm not going to hold know. you down to a definite date. Um. <laughs> um, I don't know. In the UK, they're thinking about another three weeks, aren't they? But it depends what the until they maybe start the slow process of, of yes, uh, letting people out. Um, I don't know, unfortunately, about any other countries. Um, All right. Um, so should we, should we have a guess of a date and whoever's nearest wins okay. the tenor okay well, um, well, so what, what, is the, what is the criteria, what, until, that's, until, the criteria. that's what I was going to uh, say what until full unleash until full unleash until like <laughs> well, no, I, I don't know about that cause like, In, until the pub opens until, the, until pubs are open yeah that's a until good until the white until line is open. open again until the white line in Seaford great pub until that, <laughs> yeah, until the lion is open, because we can judge it then, because there's no debate about it then. So there's a pub okay. in Seaford, the White Lion. Great pub, I used to work there. Uh, did you ever <laughs> yeah. work there? No, never worked there. You didn't? Um, no, I frequented it a lot though. So. Frequented a lot, yeah. So until that pub is open, because right, there's going to be well, a gonna, date, isn't yeah. there? Right, right I'm going to look at my, I've, I've got a week off in June. And I'm going to go for that week. It's not going to be in June. It's not going to be open in June, is it? Well, I'm going to go. I don't know. 15th of June, that's the week that I'm off. I'm going to go for that weekend. So 20th of June, I'm going. You're going 20th of June. I'm going yeah. pubs, right? It's pubs. probably a bit soon, but I'm doing it anyway. I'm going the, uh, the 1st of July. Yeah. Okay. So 20th of June, 1st of July. 1st of July. So whoever's closest wins what? What do they win? Uh, wins... Um, wins the competition. <laughs> wins the competition. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure out a prize anyway, but that is the date. Let's say... Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Or a forfeit. We'll do a forfeit. Uh, so okay, whoever's, yeah. whoever's closest has to put an egg on their head. Um, crack an egg on their head whoever's the loser online mm. on, a, on, a, on a phone call just cracks an egg on their head is that fair enough okay yeah, yeah. so whoever's the loser so what did I say first of July yeah so, yeah alright yeah. let's do that then so if okay. I lose if you win I have to crack an egg on my head mm. uh, and, and if I win you have to crack an egg on your head and we'll put it online <laughs> okay um, so from a medical point of view or from a NHS point of view, I guess more than, more than anything, what can we learn from this virus, what, from, from the lockdown, from, um, the way that we've dealt with it? What can we learn from this virus? What can we learn from it? Um, I think what the, the main thing from an NHS side uh, is that people can actually handle some of their medical uh, problems um, without having to go to A&E, without having to go to the doctors more often. The, the A&Es are a lot quieter than they have been ever. Um, and they're only going in the case of an emergency as to, as what they should be going. So um, I think that's, that's definitely a, a big benefit is that people can actually handle things without having to go and get checked by someone. Um, which is definitely a positive um can learn how to use you know 
a number of uh, online websites. Yeah. To chat to your friends. Done, Porn definitely hub. done that. Yeah, Pornhub. That's taken, that's taken a beating, I imagine. Yeah, I um, reckon so. <laughs> um, okay, what about um, the government? What What can the government learn from this? What can the government learn? I I'm not. I don't think I'm in a place to to kind of answer that really. Um, without seeing all the statistics really, and 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 whether they've said that we've locked down too late, whether we did, whether we wanted to get a certain amount of people with it. So it's we're going to learn more basically once it's, once it's over and we can look, take a step back and think like, okay, this is what we should do differently next time. Or hopefully yeah, yeah, but next, but they probably will. The odds are there will be a next time, but it might not be for a while. Mm. Um, yeah. I think Trump's probably learned that he shouldn't have fired his uh, pandemic leader um, to save money. Is that what he did? I don't know. Yeah, apparently, yeah, yeah. A while ago, they got rid of the um, the the epidemic. Oh, before it happened. The, you mean? Yeah, yeah, just before it happened, oh, I think, because okay. he, he didn't he didn't think he needed it. Okay. Yeah. Well. Yeah. He probably does. <laughs> uh, who, who's our pandemic leader? Is that is it that guy Witty? Witty? Is his name Witty? What's his name? I don't know. On TV, the the um, I watch him. He's the bald guy. Witty, I think his name's the... Witty. How is it? I'm not Peter sure. Peter Whitty, is his name? Peter Whitty? Um, Peter Whitty, I think his name is. He's on the TV every night. I think he's the head of... I don't even know his name's Peter, if I'm honest. Uh, <laughs> Whitty bloke. I know Whitty's because that's, that's good. Witty man. TV. Witty man. You're just looking up witty man. I can't remember. Oh, there you go, this guy. Um, Chris what did I say Whitty? his name was? Chris Whitty. That's it, not Peter Whittle. Chris Whitty, yeah. <laughs> Chris Whitty, he's like the head of, you know. He's the chief medical officer. Chief medical, yeah. yeah, he's chief medical officer, yeah. But he's like our equivalent of the guy that Trump's act, I'm guessing. Is he? I um, Yeah, possibly. I don't know. They definitely have different people. Uh, in but America, he seems to know uh, what he's talking about. And people have slated Boris Johnson for not, um, obviously, before he got sick. Um, mm. Like when he went on TV and he had, there was him in the middle and then there was Witty on the left. And then there was some other guy. I can't remember the other guy's name on the right. And people were like, why isn't Boris answering the questions? And I was like, well, because you've got the chief medical advisor here. <laughs> yeah, well, otherwise, yeah. he'll just be standing there going, like, uh, you might as well just ask me these questions because um, Boris is probably That's more interested in. he gets his advice from, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah. Boris isn't isn't a scientist. He's not a doctor. You know, he he's, no. he's, he's taking advice, isn't he? He's he's, he's taking advice. Well, that's yeah. pretty much his whole job, isn't it? His whole job is to take advice to tell people. Take he's advice. Not, he doesn't really make. Yeah, it's, that's his job. Take advice and tell people generally. Tell people, yeah. Um, okay, well, we're going to wrap it up pretty soon. I've just got a one last thing we've got to do. I found this picture earlier. On Instagram, it was on the Weight Watchers Instagram, which is weird. I don't know how I found it. Um, I probably must be a member of their thing. Anyway, it's called uh, Which COVID-19 Character Are You? So are you ready to Ooh. play this game, Ron? I'm ready. Which COVID-19 character are you? We have six characters here. Um, I'm guessing they are just... Oh, no, I'm trying to press it, but I've taken a picture of it. Um so these are the six type of people, six types of people who are um, around during the COVID-19 mm. crisis or pandemic. 
And which one would you most closely relate to? So the first one is called Netflix Nancy. Um, <laughs> oh, Nancy's a, a lady's name, obviously. Um, it is. But but you could you could call it Netflix Nigel, I guess, for you. Yeah, that could be Nigel. Um, regular streaming service Binger and can recommend at least five programs complete with synopsis. So is that you? Uh, next one, Meme Michael. <laughs> so, shares memes to keep the conversation light-hearted and spread a little joy. Uh, next one is Anxious Annie, or for a, for, for a man we could say Anxious um, Anxious Andrew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, feels overwhelmed and shuts themselves off from the news to preserve mental health. Um, the next one we have is Fact Finder Fred. Watches the news, reads the news, tells you the news on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> so that's fact finder. For, I guess there's probably a lot of those. Um, next one we have is Social Sally. Uh, the only person with a packed calendar, dates, pub quiz, night out. They're, they've gone virtual because they're not missing out. So these, yeah, a lot of the people have had like online parties and online dates, things like that, right? Across social media on zoom and uh house party things like that um mm. and the, the last one positive pool <laughs> um so positive pool finds the positives during this time such as taking the time for his uh, excuse me such as taking time for himself and finishing projects he could not before a great person to catch up with for a pick-me-up so nance uh netflix nancy me michael Anxious Annie, Fact Finder Fred, Social Sally, or Positive Paul, which one would you relate to the most? I think I can definitely say that I have uh, been each one of them over the last uh, last month or so. Oh, so you're I a little bit of I each. Can, a bit of each, maybe dabble in them all, Dave, you could call me. A de- a what, sorry? Dabble in them all, Dave. <laughs> dabble <laughs> in them all, Dave. <laughs> yeah. So melting pot. I think I've done, melting pot. I've done, uh, Michael, melting pot, Michael. I've definitely done all of them. I think. Oh, okay. Um, even anxious Annie. Uh yeah. Sometimes you know, a little bit anxious. Sometimes turn TV off. Busy day at work. Yeah. Don't want to hear any more about it. That's true. That is true. Sometimes you do get fed up with it. Mm. Um, okay, and I also I, I've. Um, being a humongous Star Wars fan, as you can see by the numerous Star Wars action figures behind me, mm. um, I'm quite happy to hear that you have dabbled in episodes one to six. Is that right? I have. I have. When you say one to six, do you mean in chronological order one to six, or do you mean like you've watched six movies, like the, the uh, first, in, in, first? In chronological order, I started. Did you started one and then got went to six? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. yeah, I just went one to six, yeah. So one, two, three are the prequels, right? They are, yes. Um, and then you've got the four, five, six, which are the originals, the original trilogy. Yeah. Which which do you prefer? Because in... Uh, I'll tell you afterwards, actually, why. Um, because we have four, five, and six, which is the original trilogy, and then we have yeah. the prequel trilogy, two, three. yeah. I will tell you. Have you seen the sequel trilogy seven, eight, nine at all? No. All right. So I'll just we'll do this one, and maybe after. 
they're even newer, aren't they? Those ones. Yeah, the the, the first one came out um, probably. Uh, well, not the first one, but the uh, Force Awakens probably came out uh, five years ago, five or six years ago, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, probably five years ago, I think. Anyway, and the last and and the Rise of Skywalker, which was the latest one, came out in December, mm. last December. Um, so if you haven't seen those, I won't ask you about those. But what do you prefer, the the prequels, the uh, one, two, three, or the seek or, or the original trilogy, which is the four, five, and six? Ooh. What would you say? It's a difficult one. Yeah, the prequels now they're they're still like twenty odd years old now, aren't they? Yeah, ninety nine. Uh, I think ninety nine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, ninety nine. The the Phantom Menace came out. Yeah. Mm. It's difficult. I I preferred the the uh, the effects and the the prequels probably. I, yeah. um yeah i uh did find i i do find when uh older uh jedi or sis are fighting it, uh it's quite funny oh um, older as in know. yoda old oh or... not yoda old no no as in you know uh obi-wan when he's old and he's fighting it's funny. oh in, in the in the original trilogy yeah 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 Okay, yeah. yeah well, it's quite not funny. quite as yeah. it's not quite as actiony, is it? It's more story than action. No, okay, no, I like um, yeah, I like the stories. So, who in the so do you do you prefer the prequels or the original trilogy? Oh, it's difficult to say. I think they've all they've both got their merits. Um, I haven't got a. Uh, I'm going to need. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. I'm guessing you're the. Uh, you're like in the uh, the original trilogy. No, but I, I want to know from your opinion. No, just just yeah, as a layman, what what would you say? As a not, I, I would say you're not a Star Wars uber fan, right? You haven't been for a long time. Like, say, from the oh, point no. of view of pers- someone who's just watched one to three and then four to six, what would you think? I probably prefer the prequels, actually. Okay, but that's and that's absolutely the answer I wanted to hear, if I'm honest. <laughs> okay, because. Um, it's only been since the sequel trilogy seven, eight, and nine have come out that the prequels have actually finally got a lot more recognition. Because when they came out, they got slated. Like there was people uh, like burning effigies of Jar Jar Binks and things like that. Right? So <laughs> it was not me, um, but. <laughs> So it's quite refreshing to hear somebody that's watched them almost for the first time and just enjoyed them as movies rather than they get a lot of slack for being. Mm. It, it was a difficult period because it was that, you know, sort of nine, late 90s, early 2000s. So that the effects were good. They were better than they were in, in the sort of uh, 70s and 80s. But. If you look at them now, they are still a little bit like, whoa, I can't believe. Like, there's, Most of the movie yeah, was yeah. shot on a green screen, right? There was no real mm. live action, um, stuff like that. But that's interesting to see. And uh, so if you could tell me who your favourite Star Wars character is Ooh. throughout the whole... You can do a top three. You can do a top three. You can do a top three. Who, who are your favourite Star Wars characters? Top three, starting with um, number three. Starting with... Oh, I don't know, really. Uh... Or you can just give me any... Give me any three, the ones that you like the yeah, most. I got, I got to think about people now. I mean, from the prequels and the and the uh, original trilogy. Uh, 
R2-D2 is pretty chilled, isn't he? <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> solid, solid choice, solid pick. R2-D2, yeah. I mean, because C-3PO, he gets a little bit annoying after a bit of time. He gives he gives R2-D2 some shit, but um, he, he doesn't does, deserve yeah. it. He does. He does. Um, so, yeah, yeah okay, I'm, I'm on R2-D2 side for, the, on, for that. Solid um, start. Solid choice. Solid choice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, who else is pretty good? Um, Qui Gon Jin was uh, a bit of a rogue, wasn't he? Excellent choice. Excellent choice for, for Qui Gon. Thanks. Nice. Thanks. Excellent. He was good. Last one. B- bit of a rogue. Yeah. Um, I'll say. No, Leia was a bit annoying after a while. Oh, that's controversial. <laughs> after a while, she was. <laughs> that Princess Leia. Yeah, that is a controversial statement. I'm, I'm not having that, Grant. But anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Uh, Jab of the Heart's quite funny. <laughs> it's your number one. <laughs> Jab of the Heart. <laughs> R2-D2, solid. Qui-Gon Jinn, solid. Jabba the Hutt, <laughs> pretty solid, to be fair. Those three, <laughs> done. you've done yourself... Uh, you, you, you've done a good job there, Grant. Well done. Thanks. I mean, I did like Windu quite a lot. He was quite good until he got, you know, killed. Yeah, spoilers. Spoiler alert. Um, well, they did come out, like... 20 years ago. Probably, yeah, almost 20 years ago, so... All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Grant, on this um, the first of um, the podcasts on the Stand Solo Show. Mm-hmm. Um, anything you want to promote? Anything you want to you want to give some links out for um, social media or anything? No, I think I'm all right. I'm just yeah. happy with uh, happy with today. Happy with fun today. It's been yeah, emotional. It's been good, isn't it? Been good. Yeah, it's been emotional. Um, okay. Fair enough. We're going to wrap it up there then. Thanks so much for coming on, Grant, and uh, I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Uh, we need to do a recap for the egg smashing one. Um, we do, we do. When we find out, so it's it's when the white lion Seaford <laughs> opens, <laughs> opens again. Uh, so keep out for that on the uh, on the on the BBC News website. I'm sure it'll be there. Um, all right, thank you very much, and I will see you again soon. Thanks for watching. Right. Here we are.